Hey, this is Rob Harder with Making Your World Better, a nonprofit leadership show where real stories from real people who are coming up with real solutions to solve society's biggest challenges. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? How do people fundraise in an economy that is constantly in flux? How do you relate to board members in a way that inspires them to make a difference? What are the best practices that separate effective nonprofits from others? It is my hope that through these episodes, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear real stories from real leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy this series as together we hear how they're making their world better. who lead nonprofits are seeking to meet people's needs who are facing extremely difficult challenges. So the question is, how do we as leaders continue to inspire and positively encourage others who are faced with such challenges? Well, my guest today exemplifies just that. Through her energetic and positive spirit, Casey Baines is the founder and executive director of Casey Cares. It's a nonprofit that provides ongoing and uplifting programming to critically ill children, their siblings, and their parents. Headquartered in Baltimore, Casey Cares works with families in eight states and Washington, D.C. And in 2018, the nonprofit provided programming for over 33,000 participants. Enjoy today's show. Well, welcome to the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. My guest today is Casey Baines. Casey is a longtime philanthropist who worked with several children's charitable organizations before creating the Casey Cares Foundation in 2000. Well, welcome to the show, Casey. You bet. Well, you have a fascinating story to share. Let's start with having you tell us what led you to first start Casey Cares. Gosh, it's hard to believe that Casey Cares started out as a dream over 19 years ago. I was in the hospital volunteering, coordinating a wish for a child who was battling for his life. He actually had leukemia and was a huge race car driver. So, of course, what do we do? But we plan to have the hottest race car driver that come in, not only just to come in to visit the child, but bring the hood of his car. There was all this hoopla. It was so exciting. Unfortunately, the child was too sick to be moved to a larger area, so this all took place in his hospital room. And as I moved out of the way as the volunteer, I heard the child on the other side of the curtain say to his mom, I wish I had cancer. Maybe I would get cool stuff too. And with that, I became obsessed with finding out why a child would wish to have cancer. And that obsession led me to talk to every physician, every social worker, every critically ill child and their parent that I came in contact with to see why somebody would wish to be so sick. And what I found out was that they weren't wishing to have cancer. They were wishing that they had the support that the cancer children had. They were wishing that they had the understanding that the cancer children have when they talk about their struggles and what they're going through. And that's how Casey Cares came together. It was with the response to those patients and physicians and social workers to what our community need to support all critically ill children, not just cancer children. You know, I've really enjoyed hearing from many of my guests on the show. Um, what first prompted them to lead their nonprofit or start their nonprofit? In addition to what you just shared, I've learned that this cause is also very personal. I understand that your parents lost a sibling of yours before you were born. How did that impact the work you are doing now? Yeah, you know what? There truly are so many factors that go into our dreams. And how big they end up becoming, I think, really depends on what our life story is. 
And so when I first started Casey Cares in 2000 with just a handful of families helping them, you know, cystic fibrosis children or children that were getting uh, transplants or the cancer children or rare blood disorders, I was keenly aware that it's not just about their life when they're going through treatment. It even affects them after, whether they've gone into remission or the family has lost a child. Again, at Casey Cares, we're about that palliative care, about helping them to be better positioned to receive the medical treatment that they're being administered. So in my personal story, with my family losing a child, I know that it affects them not just one year after, not just 10 years after, but for the entire life of that family. I mean, it is still very much a part of our family, and that's why at Casey Cares, we wanted to be sure that we help families bridge that gap, bridge that when the child is finally reached remission, they have, they have a whole new world in front of them, and Casey Cares is there to offer our programs to them as they go through that, as well as when a family loses a child. Well, this is very interesting. And, you know, many would maintain that when it comes to critically ill children, as opposed to, say, a a once-in-a-year event or a -a once-in-a-lifetime event, the best palliative care comes from continuous, ongoing support. And I understand that Casey Cares provides bi-monthly customized programs, uh, giving families dozens of opportunities to create positive family memories. Um, I'm sure you realize how difficult life can be for these families with critically ill children, and therefore you provide some really creative and really fun programming for these families. It could be a simple movie night, a fresh pair of pajamas, attending a major sporting event, but your goal is to encourage and to keep family spirits high. So maybe talk about how you come up with these creative ideas and give us a couple of examples of the impact you're having with these programs. Yeah, I mean, think about it, Rob. Like, you know, we all get that one sickness every year, the flu or a terrible sinus infection that keeps us down and out. And imagine that, you know, when you're battling the flu, if your best buddy comes to you and he's like, hey, let's go to Vegas, it'll be awesome. And you're like, no, dude, just no, not now, not this weekend, leave me alone. And that's what we do in so many ways at Casey Cares, because we're helping these families in their cycle of treatment. So every child in our programs who is really at the low point of their, you know, battle, they don't want to get on an airplane. They don't want to go away for a family vacation. But you know what they do appreciate is a wonderful surprise care package filled with pajamas and candy and a movie and pizza night and all these goodies that they can actually enjoy in the state in which they're currently in. And then we'll make sure that we're there for them as they start to feel better to provide days out for them in their community, whether it's going to the local zoo or going to a baseball game. And, of course, when they're starting to climb and even feel better, then we're going to do the amazing, a concert with a meet and greet with their favorite artist. Or maybe they're finally ready for their family vacation. But we're there to help them, plus the mom, the dad, the brother, and the sister. So if Johnny is in the hospital and too sick to go, but his little sister loves Disney on Ice, you better believe we are sending little sis and her parents to Disney on Ice that night while somebody else stays with Johnny in the hospital. It really is about helping that entire family and providing those little moments and lasting memories that will propel them to health. 
Well, I think this is one of the most inspiring aspects of what you do at KC Cares, providing these fantastic events to lift up the spirits of these children and their families, whether that be through a celebration vacation or a family festival. Now, I understand that this month is Casey Care's biggest PJ party. It's one of the biggest fundraisers of the year for you, and it happens during the month of April. Talk about what this is all about. It sounds like a lot of fun. Are you ready for this? Okay, so this might be scary to some people, but come on. Like, let's let's get this together and know that we're doing it to help the critically ill children in our communities. All right, so I want to challenge all of our communities to really get behind the world's largest pajama party. Casey Cares is celebrating that in the month of August. So get all of your friends together, whether it's your workplace, your community, your kids' groups, and Be crazy and get behind it and wear your pajamas to work or to school and know that you're supporting a critically ill child in your community. So what does this all do? It brings awareness that our programs are there to help all critically ill children. There is no financial requirement. You just need to have a child who's battling for their life, and Casey Cares will be there to support you through that battle. Because our families, not only are their pocketbooks robbed, but their hope and the child's childhood is totally ripped away from them. And that's where Casey Care steps in. So with this pajama day, you get all, wear your crazy slippers, wear your comfy PJs, put your hair up on top of your head in the ponytail ladies, and go to work and spread the word about Casey Cares. Bring in new pairs of pajamas, bring in gift cards for pizzas, movie nights, all of these amazing things that can help a family restore their hope and give them back a little bit of normalcy. It doesn't cost a million bucks. It's $35 and get and the ability to let go of some of that fear of walking into the office in your PJs, and it will make a huge impact on so many. I'm in. Sign me up. Uh, Truly, that sounds like a blast. Now, another service you provide is ongoing support for parents. So when it comes to parenting a critically ill child, I would guess that there's a very tricky line when it comes to discipline. Uh, Maybe you could talk to our listeners about how you train and support parents when it comes to parenting in general and discipline in particular. Yes. This is a really interesting uh, phenomenon when you are raising a child that has a critical illness. And as you know, I started Casey Cares, gosh, 19 years ago. And um, my our daughter was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis five years ago. So who would have thought that being, um, having Casey Cares, and then all of a sudden we would have a child that would qualify for our programs? Um, it's really scary. And as much as that I am in the environment, I still didn't know how to handle it. And I still didn't think I needed the help. And I still didn't realize that I parented my sick child way differently than I parented my other two children, um, which my other two children were happy to point out to me. Um, but it is so different because you feel like this critically ill child is going through so much already. They're going through needle pricks. They're going through scans, spinal taps, things that children should never have to experience. And so you give them a little bit of extra slack. And then you give them a little bit more extra slack. And it just compounds. So we really help our families by having these group parties 
where all of our families, no matter what their child is dealing with and suffering with as far as an illness, to come together and help one one another and kind of coach them through, okay, so this is how we handled it with Amber. And she was acting out, and it was just causing so many problems in their family. And it's wonderful to hear another family give their tips and tricks of what they've had to do. Yes, do they still have their friends that they can talk to? Absolutely. But if you're not dealing with a critically ill child, it's a totally different way of parenting. And you also have the other siblings who then start to act out because the critically ill child is getting so much attention, being sick, going to and from the hospital, and mom or dad staying overnight, a special sleepover at the hospital. And so the other children are seeing, like, I need mom and dad's attention. They start acting out, and it becomes a lot to handle on top of this, you know, medical crisis. So it has been a wonderful facet of Casey Cares to be able to help these parents go through and have unique ways of parenting their sick child. It's one of those hidden gems of Casey Cares that, you know, we focus so much on the meet and greets with athletes or the movie or the PJs, but really having that supportive programming makes a huge difference. Hey everybody, Rob here. Thanks so much for listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Show. If this is your first time listening to us, I wanted to make sure you were aware of a whole group of other interviews with fascinating guests that I've previously interviewed. Just go to our website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org, and there you'll find numerous interviews of nonprofit leaders from all over the country, even from different countries, all trying to make their world better. I think you'll really enjoy those interviews. I also want to make sure you knew about a new feature. Um, we want to give you more content, and we'd like to get that information to you. And all you have to do is give us your email. When you go to that website, you can put your email address in that first box you'll see on the front page, and you'll be added to our monthly email update. In addition to some great content, you'll see the latest uh, podcast shows that will be actually sent right to your inbox. And that way, you'll never miss any of the great content on this show. The other thing I'll mention to you is if you have questions or comments or you'd like to be on the show, do not hesitate to email me. I'd love to hear from you. Just do that through our website, my email, rob at ccofpc.org. Well, thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. Well, it's really obvious just hearing you that you have a lot of passion uh, for what you do. Uh, you have a lot of energy. And so I'm curious, where do you get the inspiration to provide all of these creative and inspiring programs for these families who are going through such a difficult time? I feel so blessed to be able to wake up every single morning and help people. I'm a dreamer, and the idea of helping to alleviate suffering is so inspiring to me. And the moment that you see a child go from downtrodden and depressed to the sparkle in their eye, even if they're nonverbal, we did an amazing um opportunity for a little boy in our programs, Ashton, and he had a stroke when he was six months old. Um, he's severely deformed, and um, he is in a wheelchair and um, can't speak that much, but we went out on the field, and he was going to throw out the first pitch, and so as Ashton's, you know, being helped out to the the mound, the dad was standing with me, and he said, wow. I never thought my boy would play baseball, but look at him. He's in the bigs now. And, Mike, it's those moments 
that moment was amazing for Ashton, but it was just as amazing for his dad. Because I think we're all guilty as parents is once we have a child, immediately we start having all of these visions and dreams for them in their future. And those are crushed when they're faced with such a medical crisis like the children in Casey Cares. So those are the moments that we live for. Those are the moments that pop me out of bed, no matter if it's 4 o'clock in the morning because I'm traveling or late at night because we have an event that's going to directly benefit our kids. It's such a blessing to be able to do what I do every single day and help these families who need it most. Well, what a powerful story. No, I love that story. Thanks for sharing that. Now, all nonprofits need support, right? In fact, one of the most challenging aspects of leading a nonprofit is fundraising. Um, so for Casey Cares, where do you get the majority of your funding and how has your funding strategy perhaps changed over the years? Yes. Thankfully, our funding strategy has changed because so much has changed about how we do business, whether you're a nonprofit or a for-profit industry. So we get most of our fundraise, most of our funds from individuals. Of course, we have our businesses who support us, and we have grants that support our operations. So we are very fortunate to live within amazing communities who find our passion to be their passion in helping these families. But what I will say is that how we have really had to mix things up is that we have two different types of people that support Casey Cares. We have the folks who like to make donations and make gifts, and then we have the people who like to really get involved and to participate and help plan the different events that we have and think of new opportunities that would be amazing for our families. So we need to make sure that we connect with them very, very specifically because people are giving to Casey Cares from their heart because they feel the passion and they want to help these families. So we need to be sure that we connect with them. And as, you know, social media has picked up and now we're not so much driven by print as far as like newsletters and sharing our stories and successes with our donors, we've had to really manipulate that. Unfortunately, we still are maintaining both avenues because you have a different generation who likes to see the information online and through social juxtaposed to the generation that still supports Casey Cares that they know nothing and have no presence on social media. So it's definitely a balancing act and you have to realize which one needs the energy on which day or which given month. Now, when it comes to your leadership role, what are the biggest leadership challenges you're facing right now and how are you navigating through them? I think based on what we do at Casey Cares, I mean, a lot of people say it's so sad. You're dealing with the death and uh, loss um, so much. And so as a leader of, you know, a nonprofit that's helping so many families, my role is to show everybody what we can control. Let's focus on what we can control. Let's focus on the happiness that we can bring to these families. Because everything that we have done at Casey Cares is a response to a family's need. Whether it's been our birthday blast program, which is a surprise delivery of flowers to a child on their birthday, that was started because a mom had called the office so upset that her child was being made fun of at school because her hair was falling out during treatment on her desk. And I remember hanging up that phone so angry that people could be so mean to this little girl who was turning 16 and her mom was worried there was nothing sweet about it. 
So we ordered a surprise delivery, two dozen roses to be delivered to her school the next day. And all this excitement came from the mom as she called me and said, Oh, my gosh. She went from everybody making fun of her to the most popular girl in school because she told everybody they were from a college guy that she met in clinic. And that's, to me, how we overcome the obstacles in what we do every day because people do say it's sad, but focus on the things we can control and try to make these families' lives even better and to always challenge ourselves at Casey Cares to make sure that we're listening to our patients in ways that we can help in what they're going through. Well, as with any nonprofit, there are times where you just have too many requests and not enough funding or staff to really meet all the needs that you run across. But I understand, at Casey Cares anyway, so far, you've never had to turn a family away. Talk about how you've been able to do that. Yes, that is true success to us. We are so proud at Casey Cares, we've never had to deny the request of an eligible child. And that's what we're all about. That's why it's so important for us to make sure we have controlled growth. We have grown over 20% year after year, but we can maintain that, and we don't want to grow any faster until we can know that we will never have to deny the request of a child. They hear no too much. No, we don't have the results yet. No, you can't go back to school. No, you can't go to sports. They will not hear no from Casey Cares. So we are just so blessed to live in the community in which we live who support us so fully. Well, again, I love hearing these stories. I think you're inspiring a lot of people in what you do. And I think with my listeners, you're going to inspire them. And so for those who are listening to this podcast, if they'd like to find out more about you, about Casey Cares, where would you send them? Please, I encourage everybody to go to CaseyCares.org. There are so many ways to get involved, whether you want to volunteer, whether you want to make a gift, whether you want to get your group involved to do a fundraiser or participate in one of our fundraisers that is already scheduled. There are so many ways, and you will find that it is the best thing that you do because when you reach out and help other people, you really give yourself the best gift there is to give. I love it. Well, Casey, thanks for all you're doing. You really are doing great work, and thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know that we are on iTunes. If you are wondering how to find out where we are, check us out on iTunes by typing Nonprofit Leadership Podcast or Rob Harder, and this podcast should show up. We also encourage you, when you go on iTunes, let us know what you think. Give us a review. Give us a rating. We would love to hear what you think of this podcast, and your feedback will help us expand this podcast to get it out to as many people as we can. You can also go online to listen to this podcast, either nonprofitleadershippodcast.org or my website, robharder.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep making your world better.